podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, welcome back to Heart and Hand. This is Heart and Hand Extra, your second free show of the week. As always, I am your host, Adam Thornton. Joining me today to briefly look back on the Celtic game and look ahead to Sunday's uh, game against Dundee United is, first of all, Laura Lothian. How are you? I am very well, thank you, Adam. How is yourself? Yes, all good, thank you. And joining us too, we've got Stuart McCall. Stuart, how's things? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Um, Okay, so press conference day today. Um, I did hope that we would have uh, four or five days past of this VAR referee nonsense, but I guess we know better than that when uh, Celtic and the media are involved. Um, Obviously, things have been stoked up again today, Stuart. um, It's an interesting one, this, because when I seen it, and then we have obviously the IFAB ruling that, that came out after it, saying this is this is the the deal. Um, it seems like that's not enough for people, which I, I find really weird. It's it's back to this whole Michael Stewart thing. I don't care what the rules are. This is what I think type no. thing, which I, I really struggle with. Um, Postacoglu, I guess, is just appealing to his his fan base. That's exactly what they want him, him to say. So not really too bored about that. But it's just the general stoking up, I guess, from, from everyone else. What was your take on it, first of all, in terms of, of a, a handball and why do people seem to think that the rules don't tend to apply. Yeah, I think, I think initially at the game, I'm at the other side. I, I, I couldn't see it when I watched it back. Look, if it was me, I'd, I'd be shouting for it absolutely. But the, <laughs> when the rules presented to you and put in front of you, as frustrating as it can be, you, that's the rule. And I think, let's be honest, I think Celtic had a, had a, a bad decision against them at Tynecastle the first day that VAR was here in the first game. And I think ever since then they've. They've had their backups a wee bit about it. Um, I was surprised, to be honest with you, at Postacoglu coming out, because he doesn't usually do that. Yeah, me too. Um, in terms of that, I mean, look, they walked away with a draw. They, they're no worse off, and I think most people resigned that they're going to go and win the league. So it was a bit strange, but I suppose it's just it's it's it's, it's what they sort of want to do. I mean, they, they, as I said, they've, they've had decisions for years. We've had decisions for years. We'll not get some of them, and... But they seem to have this in them that everything's out to get them. Um, I get, I, I, I've, I've watched the, the incident back a few times, and I still can't say for sure. But it's actually the ball, the direction the ball's actually moved too much. No, um, I, was, I was going to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a really. I, I didn't obviously know you know when you you want to jump in and say actually I think the opposite thing, but. Yeah. Um, it goes through his hands, I think. I know, as well. and it's not clear and, con- clear and concise. I, I don't think even at that. Um, so yeah, look, I'm a bit. I'm not. I'm surprised at him, but I'm not surprised at the overall reaction. All I can say is that if we had won, it would have been probably ten times worse, which is saying some. Yeah, Laura, I think probably a, a quite right as a right thing that has been said is as where is the consistency? There's a. A penalty that was given against Conor Barron, I think, the other the other week for something quite similar that um, people are are I guess rightfully um, pulling up, but that just because one decision was was wrong doesn't mean that we then have to give every decision is is wrong. If the ruling states now that 
the decision in the Old Firm game was right and the decision in the Aberdeen game was wrong, then the decision in the Old Firm game is still right. I don't know why that's used as proof to um, to say that it shouldn't have been or it should have been a penalty. In terms of what Stu said as well, what's your thoughts on that? I don't think the trajectory of the ball changes too much. I'm not debating that it doesn't brush his hands or anything like that, but surely if it's a handball, the ball is going to move and it looks like it just sort of kind of goes as well. So Stu's right. I would be raging if it was one that we didn't get. To be fair, having seen the rule, and I'd probably still be raging about it, but surely you would at least say, right, well, fair enough, that's what the rule is. Um, what was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I do agree. I probably would still be raging, but I'm not quite sure I would be kicking off with this huge, it's a massive conspiracy against this um, thing, because the thing is, VR gets things wrong. We've seen incidents in the, the English Premier League for example, last year there was a what everybody thought was a handball by Cancelo against Everton, and that that wasn't given. It doesn't mean there's a conspiracy. It just meant that VAR, for some reason, has their interpretation of what has happened is not a handball, um, and we just have to accept it. It doesn't mean that VAR is not fit for purpose. It doesn't mean that there's a massive conspiracy against Celtic. And Celtic are not the only team in this league to get bad VAR and or on-field refereeing decisions against them, no matter how much they shout about it. Well, that's the thing that I find quite interesting. Of course, people are going to be biased towards their own club and they're only going to pull up their decisions, etc. But to say that there's three decisions that they haven't had and there's no way that evens out over the course of a season well Rangers had a, a goal offside in the first game of the season with John Lundstrom um, sent off incorrectly as well and I think there was at least one goal in the Aberdeen game um, at the end of in October if I'm not mistaken that um, we should have had so they do even themselves out I think this is a, quite a complex one it's obviously quite high profile I think the toys might be out the pram a little bit anyway because they weren't as good as they thought they were going to be in the game so um, there's probably quite a bit of that on it um, Michael Beale's press conference today um, his response to it was was quite good I thought he said I thought John Beaton and the other officials managed the game very well there are always some things you think that go for you or against you but when you read the rule it seems like they got it to the letter which I think is, is fair enough um, there's not really anything overly biased in that so um, let's move on hopefully everyone else does but I think we know better now um, <laughs> that they won't Stuart, it was press conference day. Michael Beale said a lot. Michael Beale always said a lot. Um, <laughs> a, there is a lot to, to go through. Um, first of all, um, he was, or, or not first of all, but the injuries always dominate these press conferences just now just because of how many there are. There's some good and bad news in there. Um, John Suter and Yanis Hadji look to be the closest to uh, in terms of getting back onto the back onto the field, I think they're both now in full training uh, as of this week, and he's hoping they'll be ready for selection towards the end of the month. Um, not any news on Ridvan Yilmaz. I've seen from social media he's he's back in Turkey just now. Therefore, I'm guessing nowhere near um, a first team place. I think he did another couple of weeks out at, at best estimate. So I think we're looking at at least a month for for him, which is which is a shame. Um, Although we've got Barisic back and obviously we've got Adam Devine. Um, in terms of some of the other updates, uh, Namdi Offerboy said it's still with a specialist. It's obviously quite a serious condition, etc. There's no update on that for just now. I think that's now 18 months that he's, he's been here, so I'm not sure what um, is going to happen with, with that one. But 
one that's bad news for us, I think, or looks like bad news, and I know you're a fan in particular, is Tom Lawrence has felt some discomfort and is off to see a specialist. I think Rangers fans know how these things go. It's never off to see a specialist and he's going to be back on time or going to be back early. I think it's off to see a specialist and we're looking at a bit more of a setback. Um, He was due, I think, to maybe be the end of this month. I think that's looking pretty unlikely now. Yeah, I'm really disappointed with, with that because, you know, that it was just the end of the Ross County game back in August, September, wasn't it? Yeah. Just went down and we thought of maybe struggling for next week. Um, <laughs> it's going on six months. Um, it is, it's really disappointing because he was the sort of, the one that was really standing out with the new signings and had given us something that we've not had for a good number of years. The link middle to front, the goal Easter Road, for example. I've not seen a Rangers player score a goal like that, just coming in at the right time for so long and uh, it's hugely disappointing. Um, you're right what you said about the specialist thing. I just wish we would send our players away to see a specialist as they get injured because they you invariably end yeah. up there. Um, but no, and the good news, um, happy for Suter because he's obviously had a, had a bit of a nightmare at Livingston in that first day. I think we all knew that he wasn't 100% and then they've had to give him the time to recover and it hopefully comes into the team. I, my only issue is I don't really know where he's going to slot in if Golton and Davis are both fit um, unless we go to a back three Hadji, um, I think we're all giving him time to really adapt and I don't expect too much from Hadji this season um, anything he does it would be would be a bonus but um, no, it's, it's it's certainly looking better than than it was a few weeks ago I think with, with Suter it was, he said something else in the press conference today, he said he, he probably played when he shouldn't have in that first mm-hmm. game um, yeah. obviously he didn't play very well and I think the couple of friendlies, he didn't look like he was at his sharpest either. So maybe that's something that we don't really appreciate. He's maybe just wanted to come in and, and do well. I think from memory, Hearts rushed him back for the Scottish Cup final. Um, yeah. At the end of the season a, as well. So He was out for three months, I think. And then he played the Cup final. We actually played quite well that day, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I think he played with Scotland and then got injured and was late with us for pre-season. And the... the the Livingston game, I mean, he was up against Nubly that day and he, at least, but he did have a bit of a disaster, but I also think he had some off-field stuff going on at that point as well, so you can imagine he's keen, he's joined Rangers and he's wanting to make an impression, so you're, you're going to try and play, but um, I think he's got a much better manager in him who will give him more trust, probably, um, yeah. and try and accommodate him, um, but again, it's options, that's, that's, that's the good thing. Absolutely, 100%. Laura Bonabarisic was the, the player at the press conference today. Um, I think I asked him a question how he, he's obviously only been back 10 days uh, or so, but I said, how much different is it? Um, obviously kind of going back to the future with Michael Beale being back in and he, he said um, he is enjoying himself. Um, he, he feels that the role that he's got under Michael Beale is one that suits him more. Obviously, fullbacks will be um, most of the width and that's something that, that he enjoys. Um, I know you're a big fan um, those last two games I think he's played very well obviously a great assist against Motherwell and with that news that Redvan is probably going to be um, a few weeks away at least there's a chance there for Barisic to get settled back in after the World Cup Yeah I do agree that his style of play is suited more to a manager like Veal who does like to use the fullbacks and, and push them forward um, I think he did have a good game against Motherwell, obviously get the two assists and then he was alright against Celtic. I don't think he did anything wrong against Celtic, but I think his crossing wasn't 
quite as good as it was against Motherwell. But yeah, de a definite chance for him to get in, <coughs> cement his place, or and even just bridge the gap between now and Ridvan coming in. And then I guess if he's playing really well, the manager's got a decision to make: do I bring Ridvan in, or do I keep a player in who's playing really well? But if he's not playing very well, then we've got the option to bring Ridvan in. Uh, so yeah, I'm quite, <coughs> I'm happy with. Him being in the team and hopefully he can continue to contribute like he has since he come back from World Cup. That's something that Michael Beale said about Tavernier as as well, Stuart. He said the competition for places is now um, heating back up. Um, obviously in defence we've had no centre backs for for a period of time and, and only really one one or two full backs. So um, the fact that we're now looking like only uh, Hellander and and Ridvan are, are out. Um, it is helping. Devine can be a, a, a rotation option on both flanks until Ridvan's back. Obviously, he'll be back soon. But he said for Tavernier and for all the players, to be honest, they really need that competition. It's not necessarily that they would be resting on their laurels, but it's just human nature. If you know you're playing and you know there's literally no one in the building that uh, is going to play in your in your role, then maybe you do get a little bit um, sure of yourself. So that's what he said. He's keen to um, have that competition on both fullback sides, but then also, I guess, moving throughout the team too. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we were speaking during the week and like, I think Tav's position's um, safe. I, I, like He's not been in the best of form, but um, I've seen some some wild takes this week, to be honest with you, regarding Tavernier and his role. And, um, absolutely, he's made some mistakes. The goal on Monday was, was poor. Um, a lot of players would put their head down. He stepped up, as Michael Beale said, he took a massive pressure penalty for us and um, I thought he'd get better as the game went on. So his his, his role's safe, but um, the competition thing is, is interesting. There's a lot of players who have been first picks if they're available and hoping with some new signings that they become squad players because their place is getting taken by somebody else. So if you're, if you're looking at your bench and you've got players like sort of John Lindstrom, Fashion Sakala, for example, it's a lot stronger than having Scott Wright and James Sands who've been criticised this week. Um, so I absolutely, I'm, I'm all for competition and if anybody's pushing them, then yeah, we, we, we absolutely need that because football players are only humans and if their place is safe, then, you know, the, the yep. level will drop. He mentioned as well, I think that was a couple of weeks ago, Joel Roof. Lawrence Hadji Lowry as well coming in. He could yeah. have a brand new front four if he wanted to, um, or at least rotate it. And with the fewer amount of games as well, it's pretty easy just to even give a player four, three or four days off now, um, which oh, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't really do. I know we've got um, big cup games and stuff coming up, but um, a home game against someone, if someone's struggling, you can give them the weekend off even and get someone else to come in, and then you've still got a full week to prepare. So gives you a little bit more flexibility, hopefully. Um, Laura, the other big thing from the, the press conference was was recruitment. Um, I was quite keen to to hear more about this because we know Michael Beale loves a soundbite and we know sometimes things can be taken out of context. Um, he had said last week, uh, just after the Old Firm game actually, sorry, um, two or three signings coming in. He wants first team players, players ready to go. Um, I wondered if that was two or three signings coming in, but I also want a first team player as well. Therefore, it might be a loan, it might be a young player and a first team player coming in. But to be fair, he, he batted that out the park today and he said he, he's been speaking to they have been speaking to three up to three players that they want to be coming in um they've been doing that on zoom and getting their due, due diligence done 
um, and he spoke about how it needs to be players that are ready to go, um, not players at the top of the mountain and coming back down the way. So um, obviously the proof will be in the pudding and just because you're 23, 24, 25 doesn't mean you're a, you're a good player and you're you're ready to go. It needs to be the quality level that, that we need as well. But on the face of it, Laura, if the manager is saying he's basically close to what he considers to be up to three first-team players coming in within the next couple of weeks, I think that can only be be viewed as positive, provided we have a little bit more luck with injuries, etc., than we did uh, in the summer window. Yeah, absolutely. I think I... Personally, I'm hoping that one of these three players, and I think everyone will be the same, is hoping that one of these three players is a central midfielder that can stay fit, because I think we are a little bit light in that area. Um, I think we possibly might move one player on in that area in this window, but <coughs> defensive there's any offers. So yeah, definitely would like to see one or two central midfielders, and I, I don't know if the club are going to be in the market looking for for a striker, I don't know if it depends on what happens with Mirelos, but I'm just not sure if Ruth and Cholak are going to be enough to get us through the season if Mirelos's current form continues. I don't know what you think. Yeah, it's. I think it's an issue that we have all over the park sometimes. We've got loads of bodies in central midfield and we've got loads of players technically uh, centre of the fence and loads of players up front, but it's keeping them all... Uh, fit um, and yeah. and consistent, which I, I guess is the issue. Um, Stu, the midfield is obviously the big thing. Everybody wants a, a player for. He was pushed in the press conference. Will it be a midfielder? And he didn't give um, mm-hmm. he didn't give an answer. But what he did say was he wants to. Re- he said a couple of things. He said he wants. I want to raise the technical level of the team, and I want to raise the team's athleticism, and I want players with the right mentality to play in front of the crowd. Um, he then also said later on about Lundstrom playing through. Um, Playing through the pain barrier against Celtic, no one really, um, or not many people, saying how big a factor that was him having to come off. Um, and then he said he is our only or most athletic player, our most robust player in the middle of the park. So, yeah. reading between the lines, there it kind of feels like it's unlikely to get one midfielder who covers all of those attributes. So I'm going to put some words in his mouth there and say it looks. I would hope we're getting maybe a a, a technical midfielder coming in, but also someone that can give us a bit more energy and a bit of dynamism in the middle of the park. Would that be the keys for you and where else would you like to see strengthen? Yeah, for, for me for me it would be two sort of central midfielders and a winger. Um we we can't we can't be talking about well due respect Jack and Arfield and Kamara um again in six months. Um it's got to be he's mentioned it. I don't know if it's just a really direct at the board and stuff but he's mentioned about first team players and he wants, if it is a midfielder, he wants that midfielder to come in and I assume partner John Lundstrom um, if it's two midfielders ideal because that is where we are badly lacking for all the plaudits the team did get last week against Celtic um, the first half it was still pretty glaring that we didn't have a lot going for us in midfield um, and He's a technical manager, so that's exactly what he'll want. Um, I hope I wing it as well, um, because it's a Cal and Ken. I've got the jerseys at the moment, um, but we do need a bit of quality. We've tried it with the Allo Matondo, it's not worked. Um, so we do need something in there as well. And I'm excited, I, I'll be honest. I'm pretty well, obviously, gets excited with the new players, but not just for me, but the new players. I just kind of want to see 
some variation, something different. I know we all know how right this Rangers team are going to play, basically. Um, might set up a bit differently, but just to give us some, like we signed players in the summer, absolutely. But by the Celtic game, I think, what was it, one or two of the new players that were starting that game in, in September? Yeah. We need players to come in fit, available, ready to go, and ready to start, available for the semi-final for example um, it's something we've not done for a while we, we generally do let players ease in and we've signed players that have been injured and whatnot and that this has to be the line that's drawn so but no definitely midfield um, I think the defence will actually be okay I think he keeps mentioning Goldson and Davis um, I mm-hmm. think he's sold in them Tav's the captain he's not losing his place and we've got Bonner and, and, and Yilmaz as well so um, he'll not he's mentioned he's not going for a goalkeeper so and in terms of the striker thing that Laura mentioned, um, look, I, don't, I, I doubt Morelos is going before the end of the season. Um, Cholak, be real interested to actually know what he does with Cholak. I almost going to ask you on what your thoughts were. I, I can't really get my head around the way he's going to go with Cholak. If, if I keep hearing that Cholak is maybe not his type of striker, but then I think Bale will accept Andy that scores goals, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, for me, definitely a winger to midfielders. Yeah, it's an interesting point again. Inferring or or um, taking things out of the equation that that he said he said no goalkeeper, which is which is fair enough. He's he's at pains to talk up the fullbacks. Um, so I, I can't imagine. Again, we're we're seeing big not big money, sorry, but quality is coming in. So we think well, probably wouldn't upgrade the fullbacks right now as a priority um, yeah. in that sense. And maybe the same in the defence. I did think earlier in the the week that. It might have been a centre-back because, like I said, we went through a period where we had one or, or none for, for a couple of weeks. But, um, again, like you've said, he's quite happy with Goldson and Davis as the pair. Um, Suter is, is nearly back as well. Is he going to prioritise bringing in a, a, a player to rival even Davies at, at that point in this window? Not so sure. So I think we're looking at two in midfield and then I probably mm-hmm. agree with, with you both, whether it's an attacker um, and a kind of number 10 type or whether it's a a, a more um, striker type type skill set then I think it could be something like that will come in because again looking at it logically he's came in and said he wants to dominate games he wants to play fast attacking football he's now getting the centre backs return that he, he, he likes it might just be a case of let's score more than you for a bit anyway so he mm-hmm. might want just that little bit more firepower in terms of Cholak, um, I don't know. He's, he he had Lyndon Dykes for three or four months. So yeah, exactly. I don't, That's what I, mean. big, I don't think he's going to be be too fussy. No offense to the Dykes, they're, they're probably slightly different, and the Dykes is maybe a little bit more physical. But in terms of um, what they give, link up play, etc., I'm, I'm sure Cholak is probably a little bit better with the ball at his feet. So um, I don't think that's a an issue. Um, Cholak and Morelos, I'm not sure that's a partnership. I'm not sure Morelos and anybody is a partnership, to, to no. be honest. So um, that kind of works too. But I, I could see Cholak with Sakala and, and Roof buzzing off him um, at various points. Again, Sakala, the quality is never consistent. So is he going to play every week? Probably not. Roof, the injuries aren't consistent. So is he going to play every week? Probably not. So that might lead me to think, yeah, possibly there could be someone coming in there who can who can play that role. Um which I guess would be quite interesting if we, I mean, if we bring in a athletic ball winning box to box central midfielder and a technical passer in central midfield and another striker, I think everybody will um, be yeah. absolutely delighted with that. But absolutely. we'll need to wait and need to wait and see how how that goes. Um, another player that's that's come in for a bit of 
pra- or a bit of criticism most of the season, Laura, but it's been getting a bit of praise since uh, Michael Beale came in. Um, as Ryan Kent, obviously we know that uh, he is a, a favourite of Michael Beale's and I think vice versa as well. He's a, a manager that he trusts and a coach that he trusts. He's had him since he was um, a young boy. Um, the general consensus with the fans seems to be that they would probably be favouring Ryan Kent um, getting a new contract. How have you thought he's done over the last uh, couple of weeks? And is that something you'd like to see happen? Uh, yeah, I'm in that camp as well. I would like to see Ryan Kent um, sign sign a new deal and stay with the club. Not sure how, how possible it is. I think he has done fairly well, to be honest, since... Um, Michael Beale came back. I think it was the Aberdeen game that I, I in the Aberdeen game. I'm sure it was. I thought that he played. I thought he was excellent, to be honest, and I thought he was excellent for most of the game against Celtic. And he got a, a wonderful goal that I felt his play deserved against against them. So yeah, I'd like to see him stay. I'm just not sure if Scotland is where where Ryan Kent wants to be, but. I think there's. I think with Beal, as you say, there's more chance of him re-signing than there was under Van Bronckhurst. Do you know what I find quite funny, Stuart? I think Laura's absolutely spot on and all of that, but I don't think that Kent has been massively better than he was at various points over the, the, the last calendar year. I think what you see is what you get. He'll have a couple of games where he looks like he literally couldn't hit the stand, never mind hit the hit the goal, he'll have a few games where he's off boil, he'll lose the ball, try to dribble one too many times and then he'll have a few games as, as Laura said where he's played quite well to me I think that's what he's always been but it's funny how things flip depending on what's well, a new manager and this manager likes him and we've moved him into another position and he's doing this and he's doing that therefore he's doing really really well um, but I don't, I don't know what you think about it, it's, it's a strange one obviously I, I, know, I know you've been frustrated with him in the past, I know you're a big fan as am I but um, I wouldn't say he's been ridiculously fantastic in these five games. That Ross County game, I thought he was really, really poor. Um, I think that's just, it's not an excuse, but maybe that's just the type of player he is. He'll, he'll go through five games, he'll have a decent goal, a decent shot, a, a decent assist, do a couple of good things and then have two games where he isn't very good. I oh, try to figure this Ryan Kent out, man. I would give him a new contract in a heartbeat, first things first, because I think as a quality football player, but I think sometimes, it, like if you go back to his first season when he was on loan, like he had a couple of really good games against Celtic, but he was still really quite inconsistent and he was yep. still young at that point. But because of the games against Celtic, there was a massive clamour that we had to sign him, we had to sign him, and I was delighted we did sign him. But you have to remember that he's a winger and every single winger in world football has probably got a bit of inconsistency about them. And they struggle. I mean, look at, for example, just example Jack Grealish at Manchester City. Yeah. Is expect he, he's admitted himself he went there and expected to score loads and create loads, but it's not that way because it's a completely different game when you're a, a top team. And Kent does suffer from that. I, I think there are more chances, as I said, about him signing now that Beale is here. Um, he is frustrating, but I do think, and I'm really guilty of it as well, that my expectations of him are probably higher than what they should be because I'm expecting a lot of him. I think he could do more, so his finishing should be better. But then I look at it and I think, I don't know if you've got another player on the team that could have scored the goal he scored on Monday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think he's one of the only players on the team that is capable of doing that. Um, because back to the recruitment, we need more of it, but it's easier said than done. But no, in terms of him, I, I, 
I, I really don't want the contract thing to drag on um, between now, like it did with Goldson. I know that Rangers probably took that as a bit of a, a win, that they, but it, we can't really do that with, with every player. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, for example, if something did come in from in this window because teams will probably see him as an asset and probably get him in the cheap this month. Um, I think Bill, you might kind of wrong, did allude to that he wanted this sort of sorted out really soon. Yeah. Um, so a wee bit up in the air, but no, for me, it's it's a strange one. He'll always get criticism. He's never going to sign a new contract and turn around and be scoring 25 a season. It's just not him. But he does contribute, I think, more than what we all really, what we all see. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think obviously we are more critical or, or we've got more expectation on the players that... The players that we think are better, or maybe the players that get a lot of praise, we do like to to knock some some down sometimes. There's also the transfer fee weekend as well, which um, is obviously always a big thing. That seven million pounds was it's a lot to spend for Rangers anyway. Um, but at that particular point, it's a lot to spend. Obviously, moving into COVID six nine months after, we know how the finances went for the next eighteen months or so. Um, it's a lot to spend um, on someone. So naturally, you're expecting perfection in there um i'm the same as you i've been a big fan um i have to say over the last couple of months of, of Gio's reign i was i was happy if he um moved on and we could start afresh etc but um it's a clean slate for everyone as far as the manager was concerned and he said contract talks etc will be ongoing um i would still if you put a gun to my head say that uh, brian kent will probably sign and, and morelos won't um yeah. i'm not sure too many people will be um too disappointed at that, given how um, general mood around Morelos is at the minute. Um, Laura, okay, so moving on to, to Tannadice on, on Sunday then. It's a four o'clock kickoff, which um a little bit strange for a, a Sunday in January, but um, we'll we'll go with it. What do you think in terms of um, the lineup? Obviously, nothing much has really changed, I don't think, from, from Monday's game. Um, maybe Cholak or Roof could could get a start on the team, but guys like Hadji and, and Sutter are obviously a couple of weeks away. Um, are you expecting much of a difference? I don't think we had any injury issues. I think Lindstrom has taken injections and Kamara needs that that tidy up operation, but it's not impacting their ability to to play games. So, are you expecting much difference from the the lineup on Monday? Um, I expect to see Cholak coming in, to be honest, in place of Morelos. And I'm 50-50 on whether Lundstrom's going to start. If he does have an issue that maybe a bit of rest would benefit him, I'd much rather he was rested ahead of the, the game at Hamden next weekend. I'm just not sure where we stand on the on the midfield front off the top of my head. I think we should be fine. But yeah, maybe see Jack, um, Kamara and Jack in the midfield and Lundstrom perhaps on the bench and that back in for me personally. Thanks to Cala for yeah. keeps his place after after some uh, Monday. Yeah, I would say so with with Sakala Stuart. I think he um he loves that game. The manager said he, he does love that game. Obviously he gets a lot more space in that which we can play to play to his strengths a little bit more, but I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. Morelos I think um he has been carrying that knock too that was was mentioned for a for a while so it might be that he does sit this one out and we we give him a bit of time probably Cholak to come back in up top what about midfield for you obviously Jack and Arfield came uh, Jack and Arfield didn't start the game on on Monday uh, and neither did James Sands can you see any of them coming in from the start or do we think we're um 
will we have one eye on the semi-final with Lundstrom and Kamara or do we think we'll just go and try and win the game first? Uh, it's a tough one because I, I think the manager manager spoke about basically getting through these first five games and then being able to focus on the training field. He's obviously not got Europe or anything to think about and hopefully he has integrating new players. But for me, I'm looking, looking at really how we're going to approach these games. I think me and you have spoke at length over the last year, 18 months, about how we've went to away games and it's been really miserable. In all honesty, our approach to them, we don't usually start them great and um, give teams an in then we're, before you know it, we're 70 minutes more chasing our tails. Um, I just want to see how we're going to approach it more in terms of controlling. For example, the first 20 minutes at Aberdeen, I thought was really good. Um, we lost our way a wee bit. Um, it's a difficult one. I, I, I liked... Lowry playing against Motherwell because I thought he gave us something a bit different in the midfield. I'm a wee bit, I mentioned earlier on about Kamara and Jack. I'm, a, I'm just a wee bit scunnered with that, watching that because I don't, I think it's too side to side, it's too slow. Um, if Lawrence was fit, for example, he'd be there. Um, Hadji, new midfielder, etc. Um, he probably won't go with Lowry. I think Lowry's going to be developing um, and, and be well manage that. So, yeah, I. Lundstrom, if he's fit, will play Kamara. He, he loves Kamara, Tillman. Don't see many changes. The only one is Cholak or or Morelos. Um, and I would personally go for uh, Cholak because I don't think Morelos has given us what he used to, out, not just in the box, but outside the box. So I think it's time for him to get a shot. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Laura, not to ruin anyone's Friday night, but looking back at the, the head-to-heads, etc., I don't think we have beaten Dundee United at Tannadice since September 2011 obviously um, we have a, couple, a relegation for them and then us not being in the not being in the division for a couple of years as well but it is what a place about, that I think uh, what about the game that Tav scored the free kick that we won oh yeah sorry you're right you're right how could I forget that <laughs> exactly um, okay. Adam <laughs> so we've won once okay fair enough um, but that's going back maybe I don't know six or seven games um, we did struggle in that game uh, under under Gio, um, it was a very Van Bronckhorst performance. I think in that one, we it was very reminiscent. I think of that St. Johnson game just before um, he got sacked, where we I think we started okay, they got a goal and we just huffed and puffed. Um, obviously, we probably should have had a goal later on as well with Diallo uh, not squaring it. But um, as a, tif- a a difficult place for us to go. Um, however, the manager said today he's like. I, getting to that Celtic game and getting the, the sort of festive period out of the way, the game's coming thick and fast, it gives us a little bit more room to grow. Um, are you expecting to see a bit more tinkering in terms of, of tactical style? Are you expecting us to go and try and... Ross County was a wee bit more of a safe and secure, we'll get a, we'll get a win by any means necessary. Are you expecting us to go and put on a bit of a, a show um, and try and sort of set a marker down in this game, given it's the first one of this weekly cycle? Um, yeah, I certainly don't think that we'll be as reserved, shall we say, as we saw at times under Van Bronckhurst. I would like to see us go and yeah, the whole we'll score more than you um, would be good. I think hopefully we go for... We, we totally losing what I'm trying to say here. Uh, we go out and attack them and hopefully see some nice football because at times I was finding it under Gio, it was just boring. So hopefully Gio can 
start to get that sort of type of play in that's exciting to watch. Like, you, I know you, you're kind of up off your seat expecting to see something for a change, whereas I found in most of our away games recently, it's just been, you're just not expecting anything and you're just meh. Yes, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what you you mentioned earlier on. It has been a little bit turgid, so if we can get as many attacking players on the on the pitch as we can, get them all working together. We've obviously got a few big cup games coming up as well, so you could say, or oh, we might use this as an opportunity to give a few players minutes or rest a few players. But at the same time, if it was me, you're kind of wanting that continuity. Tillman's been playing quite well. Kent mm-hmm. is is looking good in the middle. Sakala has been been playing. If we can get those three working together with whoever it is up front. Um, and we use this game as a bit of a, a bit of an example of that as well. Then it will stand us in good stead for hopefully, as, as Laura said, trying to put on a, a show more in these games rather than just getting through them. Yeah, consistent. I think consistency selection will be important, and and you'd hope that people like Tillman and Sakala would take Kent would take real confidence from that. I just, I just, I feel like Rangers have been playing for twenty minutes, half an hour recently, and when we do, we look good. Um, if we can just expand that even an hour of play, I think we'll be fine because when we play, we tend to be ahead. You look at the first 20 minutes at Aberdeen, we were good. We played for 20 minutes against Hibs in the second half. We got two goals, done it against Celtic the other day, got two goals. So when we do it, we're aggressive in our approach. I just hope we can start games like this, like Sunday coming, um, because it'll, it'll breed confidence um, get into Hamden, and that's what it's all about. And then before you know it, if you get a couple of new players in, as we've mentioned, um, things look a bit better than than how we did feel a couple of months ago, that'll be for sure. Definitely, definitely. Goals don't seem to be the problem just now, so if we can keep those going, uh, and hopefully goals and Davies, um, that partnership starts to uh, blossom again as it was earlier in the season, then fingers crossed we will be on a decent thing there. Uh, okay, that will do us for tonight. Uh, Laura, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. No worries, and Stu, thank you. A pleasure, mate, thank you. And to everyone else, I hope you have a good weekend. Um, Obviously, you've got until Sunday night for Rangers to potentially ruin it or make it a good one. But fingers crossed you all have a good good weekend. And David will be back on Monday to recap the game on the flagship show. Thank you. Podcast Network.